Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. And you're listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Chris, uh, March Tuning Madness in full swing. And man, I know that uh, Cummins Easy Link Tuning has been super popular throughout this sale. Yeah, I mean, Cummins is a really good platform. You know, we always joke around at the shop. We've we've said this in, in past podcasts. Cummins is the truck that has the most gains with tuning <laughs> yeah. out of the three platforms. They're the most incomplete from the factory drivability-wise. Um, so there's a lot of things that we can see to improve with tuning. Um, you know, we support them from 13 all the way to 21. So we have 21s right on the docket here. So, you know, we, we have that live. Um, R&D is going to light you up yeah, when they hear I this. Yeah, I don't care. We have the support. <laughs> um, but one of the other things that I think is is an, another great win is the L5Ps. Yeah. So there's no secret, any of our listeners, L5Ps, when the when the tuning was first introduced into the market, it was expensive. Like really, really expensive. Like $5,600, $5,700? $5, yep. That pricing has has streamlined considerably, and I, I personally think we're in a good ballpark where we're able to take a truck up to 550 horse, 1,200 foot-pounds of torque, and the pricing is somewhat viable to what a LML or an older Duramax would be at that power level. Yeah, if you're doing like a 20 with engine tuning only, because uh, we don't do the 10-speed yep. trans tuning yet, uh, you're probably looking at like right around 2,200, 2,100, yep. 2,200. For switch-on-the-fly tuning, through your steering wheel controller, so all the cool amenities of what a new cool truck could be. Yeah. Um, so that's been super, super popular uh, over the last like five, six months, but then switch-on-the-fly comes out, and then we have our March Madness sale. So I'm seeing a lot of guys chopping at the bit, taking advantage of the new switch-on-the-fly with some savings in the mix. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it's a home run. So I, I know guys have been jumping on it. Uh, hey, if you're trying to reach Chris or any of the team over here at Duramax Tuner, uh, phones have been crazy. Yep. So feel free to leave a voicemail, shoot us a message on Facebook, hit the Contact Us page on the website. Any of that is going to make sure that we get back to you within 24 hours. That That's our commitment to everybody. Yep. Uh, Chris, we have a really cool guest on the show this week. Uh, we have Wade McGinnis from Thoroughbred Diesel. If anybody used to watch Wade's World, you already are excited to hear what he has to say. Yeah, Wade Wade is a character. Let's yeah. just be real. Wade is a character. It's hard to not have a smile on your face when you talk to him or you see him in person. Super knowledgeable, super friendly, very inviting to to help and assist. Uh, Wade's World has gained a ton of traction over the years with being very informative and in, in reading you know, end user questions and going through certain, you know, questions or situations with trucks and diagnoses and stuff like that. Um, and I mean, just the team over at Thoroughbred, Wade does a really good job of representing who Thoroughbred is. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. So we're excited to have him on. Also, Jeremy Garnett's going to be bringing us another killer segment from In the Shop. And I know he's got another great pro tip for you guys. And of course, uh, we are we are continuing to evolve our knowledge base segment. So oh, talking yeah. a little bit about customer service and doing some troubleshooting and how to's and things like that. So we got a fresh spin on that for you guys today, too. Uh, without any further ado, Chris, I know everybody's waiting to hear from Wade. Yeah. Let's get into it. Wade McGinnis, how the hell are you? I'm good. I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me. No, we appreciate it. You're busy over there down in Thoroughbred, so, you know, you taking the time to talk to some of us old folk is a good thing. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, Wade, we, we, we love having you on the show. You've definitely been on the show before. I think last time we talked about doing a mock build, I think Wade walked us through like a full-on Cummins build, yeah. if I remember correctly. Me and, me and Wade. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah you well, piped you, you up had, here and there. You had Wade win. You, yeah. you chose Wade. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's cool. No <laughs> problem. We had a VP, VP head to build, man. It was yeah. good stuff. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That was yeah, years ago. Was that was terrible. 2017. That was, yeah. That was a minute. And mine was great. Fuck. Um, <laughs> Anyways, so, so wait, I, Chris Mills like, I didn't, I didn't know we could do twins. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, guys, if you haven't listened to that, definitely go back in the feed, check that show out. It went well. We we already kind of spoiled who won, but it was pretty obvious. Uh, but that means I know I've already asked you how you got your start in diesel today. Can you instead maybe just tell us about like I don't know the coolest diesel build you ever got to drive on the road? You know, um, builds really, when we were doing full service, builds really weren't our thing. Uh, we did a, one of the last builds we did, we did an awesome build um, for a Reds pitcher. And uh, I'm a huge Reds fan, or I was a huge Reds fan. I, I, I recently jumped off the bandwagon and went over the Braves. But um, that was that was a really cool build. Um, but I tell you, honestly, probably one of the craziest things that we've done build-wise wasn't even a build when we were in the old shop, um, you know, we sell, uh, just like you guys, we sell, uh, you know, tractor modules, RV modules and whatnot. We had a, we had a customer had come in, had a C15 cat, uh, motor home. He was a, a, a traveling minister. Great guy. Came in and he bought a, I'm not going to say the name of the module at the time. I slapped the module on the, the, the thing. This was, this was 12 years ago, 12, 13 years ago. I slapped the module on the motor home, tested it out no check engine lights and we we're getting ready to walk in the shop and write up his ticket he's like hey would you care to go on a you know test drive with me yeah no problem so we jump in the the motor home and it's like a i don't know motor home size it's like a 30 footer had to have been i mean hell, hell that c15 it's a big damn motor home it's a it's a big chat yeah slap slap the box on it we go out and get out on mountain parkway and i swear to you paul absolutely the most scared i've ever been in a vehicle <laughs> this old man was crazy he was crazier than a shithouse rat he literally was crazier than a shithouse rat we were from exit to exit i mean he was doing his damnedest to try to get this thing up to 100 miles an hour changing in and out of lanes well his wife's in there with us now he's probably 60 65 years old Oh changing lanes the cabinet doors are flying open in the <laughs> in the camper and just all this shit i'm rolling around back there i just jumped in. i thought we were going to go around the block i didn't even strap myself in no seatbelt no nothing i literally sat down at the card table with his wife and before we know it we're defcon six and we're in trouble we're i mean it's may day i i honest to goodness that that was the most, and I've been on a lot of rowdy, rowdy test drives. <laughs> I, I, I think I was the most scared I've ever been. I, I, it was just awful. So I know it kind of gets away from what's the coolest build you've done, but that's probably one thing. If you ever, if you ask me what what ride along sticks along, it sticks out in your mind the most. It'll be that crazy ass old man in that damn C15 <laughs> friggin' motorhome. I know I'm not being asked it this was question, nuts, dude. But I've I've been in a situation <laughs> like this before. And that was the last time I went on a test drive with a customer. Ooh, ooh, so I got one too. Oh, yeah. I will only drive, like, if we go for a test drive, I drive, show them, and then send them on their way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't trust people. People feel like they need to impress you or they feel like they want to be cool. And, like, you know, you tell them to do one thing and they overdo it. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I don't, and I don't, I don't know you any more than, you know, just our dealings, yeah. right? So I'm staying out. Right. What, was, what, what, what happened? What's the craziest try- one, Chris? Well, um, I'm not going to mention names, sure. But uh, it was an LML Duramax that we did some extensive work to, and the customer's driving it. 
and I'm not good with road names, but it was in uh, Union, right by your old apartment. Okay, sure. Um, we used to take the side road by the police station. Yeah, yeah. And then it goes over whatever that little High main bridge, road yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how there was that hump? I do. Okay. Uh, we took that at 50. Nice. So the vehicle definitely went in the air. <laughs> I definitely wasn't comfortable. My daughter was like just ready to be born, and I'm like, yo, like I'm not even gonna be able to see my daughter get born. Like I was truly, truly nervous. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I love no, it. No, no more, no more. <laughs> you kind of, you kind of know when you do those ride-alongs when you you've done a build for people, you know, just kind of gauging it whether you're gonna drive and you're gonna talk about the product that you're providing them with, yep. or you're gonna ride with them and, and try to talk them through how to drive it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it is one of those things you gain. I, I think you can only learn that of having experience working in diesel performance because as a customer, of course, it's so logical. They just spent all this money. The first thing they want to do is go out and see it work, Yeah, right? Like they want to go out and yeah. test it to its limit and see how much more power was this all worth it. Uh, and I know I definitely, I had one, a dually on those big Alcoas. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't, the Speedo pegged on a flat road with like open plowed cornfields on either side of it. So there's just no windbreak. And it's a windy day, of course. And like his teenage son, his like 17, 18 year old son in the backseat going, Dad, knock it off. Dad, slow yeah. down. Dad, the stop sign's coming. And him just laughing. And I'm just in the passenger seat. Like, what? Light the- knuckle <laughs> on that oh shit handle. Just like, I'm good. I'm good. A total poker face. Like, I'm yeah. sure, like, I'm sure I'm pouring sweat at this point and yeah. shaking. But like, yeah, 100%. That, that I, like post post 100 miles an hour. That's I'll tell guys now if I am going to let them drive because uh, I'm still reckless. I'll still yeah. let it happen now and again. Uh, but I'll, I'll I set some ground rules on the way out. I'm like, yo, I can't afford another ticket, so you're not going to do any burnouts. Uh, and just do me a favor. Like we're definitely going to keep it under 80 miles an hour. Yeah, I, I've learned um, yeah. the term drive the truck how you normally do. That doesn't apply with no, test drives. Just yeah, means nothing. Stay away from that. Just means nothing. I always drive like an asshole. Yeah. I bet you don't. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Sometimes. Now, now, Wade, you've been at Thoroughbred well longer than I've been at Duramax Tuner. How long have you you been in diesel performance now? This has been my this is my fifteenth year. Wow, that's impressive. This year is year fifteen. Oh, yep. gee. And it just gets better and better, right? <laughs> It does, man. I, you know, I think, hey, listen, we talk about it all the time. We are. We're blessed. We're, we are to, to kind of work in this niche. I mean, it's, you know, how many different niches do we get to say we get to go in and talk yeah. to, you know, guys about rowdy ride-alongs that we've done and, and stuff like that. So it's it's uh, it's fun, man. It's fun. Well, I think one of the things that's unique about you, Wade, is, you know, you – me and you can still talk, you know, off mic and we, you know, talk about second gen Dodges and LB7 Duramaxes. And that's really like, for myself, those are my roots. Those are Wade's roots. Right? Sure. So you think yeah. about these vehicles that are 20 years old, 15 years old. Yeah. And now, you know, we're, we're talking about the newest trucks on the market being in the era of 2020, 2021. And there are literally no comparisons other than they both run on diesel, right? Like so many things yeah. have changed. Technology yeah. has improved. So I think I think we should just dive right into this, Paul, and, and really talk about experiences with some of the newer platforms. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's kind of what had caught my eye here recently, Wade, is I saw you did a great series of walk-arounds on the three biggest brands. So so you, you guys have a walk-around over there at Thoroughbred's uh, YouTube channel to have a 2020 Duramax, a 2020 Power Stroke, and a 2020 Cummins. Um, Chris, we just finished up our tuned and towing series 
over the summer there. So you and I both got to drive all three of the trucks yep. and kind of have some behind the scenes of like what these things feel like stock and what they feel like with some some power added yep. to them. Uh, Wait, where are you at on this? Out of the three 2020s, which one's your favorite? No. This kills me. I, I talk about this in these in these these walk around videos, dude. Uh, I it, it still hurts me to say it now, but I I think Ford's making the best truck on the road. Okay. Um, I, I really do. I think Ford's making the best overall truck on the road. I, the 2020 engine, uh, the changes that they've made in the in the compression and, and what they've done with the fuel system. Uh, I think it's a very responsive truck, very smooth truck. Of you know the transmission, uh, the shifting strategies on the 10 speed are freaking awesome yeah, I, I, um i, I was disagree. super super impressed with that truck super I, impressed with Ford. i can't disagree with you wade i uh i that, actually got the I, I had the um the luxury of driving the 2020 tremor yeah this past weekend um I, the trans refinement, right? I'm still I'm still not up to par with the 10 speeds and all the shifting that occurs, right? It's still a little new to me, right? Yeah. It's a little hard for me to, to to really grasp. But if we're talking about the most complete truck feeling wise, power wise, the Ford is like super super hard to beat. It is very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So the one drawback on the on the Ford, I would say, is is access to some of the parts as compared to the other two. So you can get a little bit more out of your Cummins if you're thinking about modifying it or a little bit more out of your Duramax. Now, yeah. I also wildly wholeheartedly agree with you guys. I think if you were just looking at all three of them stock and they all cost the same price, yep. whatever, whatever, um, I think I'd be really hard-pressed not to come home with a Ford. Oh, I, I agree. It's phenomenal. And I, Wade, back me on this if you agree, disagree, whatever. But if you are not brand loyal, Right, yeah. and all three vehicles cost the same amount of money, and you were not going to modify anything like you warranty, and you're just you know sticking to the book, you know no no Bone upgrades. Yep. The Ford, yeah. and unfortunately, as much as I hate to say it, the Ford is the truck to beat from that seat of the pants initial feel. Yeah. So. Yeah, but but if Chris, I'll, I'll pose this question to you: that you've driven all three, which one are you going to buy? I mean, and. No, not 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 because if if you would buy a truck, even though you didn't think it was necessarily the quote unquote best truck, which one would you buy? I mean, I would I would still stick to my to what I'm familiar with, and the the Cummins platform is something that yeah. I'm not going to lie. They drive the worst out of the three, okay? <laughs> like, I'm not even going to sugarcoat yeah. it. Like, yeah. They yeah. still have their quirks. Yeah. They still have their yeah. issues, but that is what I've always been familiar with. That's what I've grown up with, and, yeah. and that's just my preference. Okay, yeah. it's, not, it's not a brand yeah. loyalty thing. It's I like inline motors. You can trust me with a, the, a couple of tools, <laughs> yeah. okay? And I know my, yeah. my way around yeah. them, and that's, you know, that's kind of my foundation. So well, for I'll, my preference. I'll say this for I the Cummins. Have. I think it has the best interior. By far, right. if you're looking at the yeah. highest end of the models, if you if you spent the money on on getting the the fanciest one, I think the Cummins has the best interior. Yeah. Uh, it, probably yeah. not by a ton, but enough to where I would say it matters. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is, I was really surprised. We did that trailer zero to sixty run with all three of them, uh, and and there you're not really testing who has the most power. You're testing which which vehicles limiters are going to kick in first yeah. right because what we were doing was a hundred percent going to push us into a limiter um and yeah. surprisingly enough the cummins fastest one meaning that it the cummins calibrations allow you to stretch it to the limiter further than the others i don't know yeah. if that's a good or bad thing right mm -hmm. we, we didn't see any yeah. failures after the testing um 
but all all three of them went through hell on that, and and the Cummins came out looking the best. See, yeah. wait. I asked that, that question because my answer is the same, Chris. Not to cut you short, I, my, my answer is the same. I'm buying a Dodge. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm buying a Dodge. If, 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 and, if, and if we go into specifics of that, if you want to think, if you want me to talk about, I'll, I'll leave it for that. If you want me to talk about the 2020 Cummins, yeah. I mean, I think <clears throat> I think it's warranted. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to go more in depth. I mean, you know, again, I know your yeah. background. You're a Cummins boy through and through. You know, you still have your second yeah. gen that's been upgraded over the years, and that thing still has a a handshaker and all, yeah. right? I mean, it's the real yeah. deal yeah. why so, why in the so year of 2020 would you be going with one because it still means everything in the world to me that i can jump out of the truck with a three-quarter inch wrench and do <laughs> most of the things i need to do to get yeah. myself and my family off the side of the road you know that's just that's and it, it always it, it'll always be that you know i can test fuel pressure on you know I, I can make i can make quick diagnosis on the side of the road of what's going on with the truck um you know if i just had enough of a scanner to read a code and the rest of it I can probably take from there. Yeah. Now this this surprises so. me as, as a ground of logic. I guess if I'm gonna keep the truck and my goal is I'm gonna buy a twenty twenty and I'm gonna keep this thing until until forever. Right? Like I'm I'm gonna drive it till it rusts. Well with the out. way they cost these days you kinda have to <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean Well well I yeah, yeah and that, and that's a point. But um but but as I think about buying a twenty twenty, I would think a lot of people are like, well who's got the longest warranty? Who why would I have to ever be on the side of the road wrenching on my truck or working on my truck? Like, don't like once you make that investment for that that new truck, you kind of expect that you're. I, I know the mentality when yeah. the day you buy it is I'm never going to have to work on it. Yeah. I'm going to trade it in before I ever yeah. have to turn a wrench on it. Uh, but that's still that's yeah. a motivator for for you, huh, Wade? You're you're like, yeah, it's still Absolutely. it might happen. Yeah, I'm going to try to be buried in the trucks that I buy. There you know? go. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. I mean, you know, everything everything in my everything in my stable is a two thousand and one. I got a one Duramax and two oh one Dodges, so it means a lot to to me to yeah. It, it means a lot to me to be able to jump underneath the hood of it and and have it up and running in a few minutes. So So let let's shift gears a little bit. We've talked a lot about the power stroke and the Cummins. Not much has been brought up on the Duramax and you have a Duramax you know, in your personal fleet, what was your first impressions yeah. on the 2020 L5P? Uh, Chevrolet's going the other way. And this, you know, this I'm totally personal, totally personal opinion from driving it and being in it. Chevrolet's going the other way. Um, I, 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 I like what they're doing with trying to bring back the deuce and a half series, um, you know, and trying to uh, go with that 4,500, 5,500 platform. I think that that shows initiative on Chevrolet or GM side to work towards a more uh, getting back to a kind of a work truck blue collar platform. Um, I don't know what you guys thought. I, the, the 2020 that we drove here was a base model. Uh, the thing I cannot stand about the Chevrolet's cabs right now are they feel it feels sunk in them. I don't know why. It, the dash is up and your eye level is down, and I, I just I hate it. I, I just feel like Chevrolet is going the other way. Uh, I like the power of the engine. Of course, Duramax is a great engine. It makes good power. It makes usable power. Uh, shifting strategies on them are great. Uh, but the truck is going the other way. So, 
I I would say from uh, and again this just is like a, the general stati- like a general consensus of guys that I deal with right sure a lot of the L- the Duramax guys they are GM dedicated okay so they're the LB seven guy they're the LML guy they bought the L five P you know they're GM through and through <clears throat> I don't see a lot of crossover from guys having a power stroke or a Cummins going into the Duramax space, like right now. Yeah. And a lot of the things, and I mean, this is my personal belief, it, I'm going to back up what Wade said, the cabs are very awkward. Like, even the 2020 yeah. that we have here in the shop, the way it's laid out, and I mean, that that's a, a higher trim level truck, it's, it's not up to the same standard, okay, as what I would expect to see when I look at a Power Stroke or a Cummins. The truck engine makes great power i think that the l5p is by far one of the best platforms of engines from all the rpos that are out there in the duramax space but to me the new 2020 style truck i'm more of like a 15 to 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 19 guy like i I like the layout interior wise more i like everything about those creature comforts of that style more than the 2020 plus that's interesting. So, so Wade, I think you made a really good point about moving away from a work truck, and I wonder if that's almost by design in, in their their marketing segmenting. So picking out who who buys our trucks, I wonder if they've learned over time that who buys Duramaxes, let's say, is more often a foreman than a laborer, right? Which is maybe yeah. not the same story for a Cummins. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah. like, I wonder if that's almost by design because – <laughs> put put a stupid example like this. If I needed to use a laptop and I was sitting in the cab of all three of these trucks, probably no lie, based on what you're describing on the layout of the interior, and I agree with you guys, of course, it is it is laid out very differently than the others. It's probably the easiest to do that when you're in a Duramax. I'm not saying that's by design. I'm right. just saying they seem to be designing it for a different group than what the other two trucks are seem to be designing their trucks for. Now, again, if you get into the high trim level of any of these, they're phenomenal. Everything is detailed. Everything's double-stitched leather or faux leather. Like, it, it, it's all very nice. But I like the idea of, of when you guys took a look at a base model and said, like, okay, well, bare bones, what are you going to get? Like, if you need this yeah. truck for doing real work, here's what's on the table. And, and I want to say, and I don't know this for sure, but I wonder how limited their base models are compared to the others, yep. right? So, like, what features, what creature comforts do I get in a base model of an L5P 2020 compared to the Cummins? Because I know yeah. the Cummins is pretty notorious for running their shit down to, like, bare bones. Like, I'd yeah. be surprised. Crank windows, yeah. Yeah, crank. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. You, I, yeah. I'd be surprised yeah. if you can't still get a tradesman with crank windows and a 6.7 regular cab yeah. two-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think Ford does the same thing. I think Ford still runs that like work model base F two fifty cabin chassis, nothing on it. Yeah, yeah, they do. I'm sure all yeah. three. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm sure Duramaxes GM, have it, but GM when's the last it. time you saw one? I mean, like, be, who's the last guy you know yeah. to drive one? I mean, I did. Uh, we just I did a truck a couple of weeks ago for a floor shift rubber really? floor. Yeah, I mean they're yeah. they're there, but they're there, but they're definitely. I mean, Ford does fleet trucks. I I've heard Ram doing more of the fleet truck side of things, where GM I, I don't hear as much of that. 
you get them in the 45 and 50, 500 platforms. You know, they started sure. bringing some of that back, which, you know, to Wade's point, is cool. Yeah. But I would definitely yeah. say, I mean, even even though, like, you know, growing up, my dad always had GMs and, and Chevys, and that was never the heavy-duty truck, just with the independent front end. It always drove nicer, but I always thought of, okay, well, if you have, like, a heavy-duty work truck, you have a solid front axle, and that's always been the Ford or the Ram. That's just my whole mental thought process. Sure. So definitely has different feels altogether. Yeah. Wade, what do you think about these three trucks as a commuter? If you had to drive one every day, I, I know you said the Ford is the nicest and the, the GM's probably not your fit and the Cummins is, is probably your preference. But if, if I was new to diesel and I was coming to you and I was saying, hey, man, I tow I tow my 30-foot camper once a, every two months. And other than that, I just commute you, you know 40 miles back and forth to work. Do you think that changes your equation of which one might be right for me? Um, yeah, I want to talk to your point, Paul, because I love the new Ram interiors. Uh, I do. Uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It drives like a Dodge. Uh, <laughs> but I, I really like the, I, I really like the interior on them. I got to correct myself, too. I was talking about Chevrolet because I don't want anybody bashing me on this. But I didn't mean to say deuce and a half. I was talking ton and a quarter ton and a half stuff on the 45, 5500 stuff. But, um so that's that was kind of a nod I gave to the Dodges was the was the new interiors on them and I liked um, I know the CB4s aren't in them obviously anymore I was very very impressed with the responsiveness of the fueling tables on the CP4 platform I really thought I know that's a piece of trash I, I hate it I can't believe Cummins went down that road uh, but the fueling tables on that truck were great I thought I, I drove a 21 the other day that had a CP3 on it and it's kind of back to that little bit of lag um, you know off throttle lag that they that they've got in them so yeah um, I really thought that CP4 fueling setup on the Cummins was going to take the world by storm just from right out of the gate throttle response I was really impressed with that truck absolutely <clears throat> Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, they are hard to beat. And, and you know, we interviewed the chief engineer, Rod Romaine, yeah. and we asked him about the CP4 because I think that was on the 2019s we, we interviewed him when those were just yeah, coming just out. Just coming out, yep. And uh, he, we, we asked him straight up, and he's like, oh, it's an HP4. It's a part of that yep. family, but everything's been fixed in it. And, yep. like, we're familiar with Exergy, right? We all yep. use, like, the Exergy 10 mil CP4s where I'm like, we know that these pumps can be upgraded to be improved. So eventually you would have assumed Bosch would do that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, surprise, surprise. Yeah. What was really, uh, you know, not to yeah. go back in the past in, in interviews, but when we interviewed Rod Romain, yeah. it was very interesting for him to talk about the technical R&D of what went into, like, the sound detonating and the technology into the engine and the upgrades that were made. Yeah. And then to actually physically see that firsthand once, like, we got our 19 truck and how what they did and what tech what advances had taken place on that platform and what that actually looked like comparing like the 15 that we have to the 19 and how much farther advanced that really was. You know what? I'm going to take a swing at Dodge on this one, Chris. I'm sorry, but when you're 15 years behind everybody else on creature comforts and, and interiors, Are they and then you finally catch up. You think they're 15 I years think, behind? I think they were. I think, I I think, think 2013, until... I think 2013 fourth gens, they, I think they, they set a mark where I would, I would take one of those over a GM or a Ford personally. Ooh, I don't know. Then to, to 19 to come out and to really revise everything even further. Like, yeah. They've gotten I, better. They've gotten, they've gotten better, better over the last eight years. Yeah, like everything sure. has moved forward. 
But nine I mean, years ago, they were 10 years behind yeah, everybody else. And de- definitely, definitely. 10 <laughs> years ago, they were 15 years behind everyone else, you know, definitely. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, they're, they're in the right direction, man. The technology's catching up. They're really killing it. I like that. Wade, Wade, we know you love these older trucks, these O1s. Would you take a built O1, maybe something brought up to 500 horsepower, or would you take a new Cummins with a tune only on it and you're running emissions equipped 500 horsepower? Dude, that's painful right now. I will jump. I will jump over a built, a built truck to get to a, to get to a mild tune new truck. As far as you know, everyday drivability. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm still going up the hill. I'm still going up the hill. I'm still driving my damn old one with you know 400 horsepower in it. I'm still going through all that crap just because (laughs) it it hasn't worked its way out of my system yet. But. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm almost, boys, I'm almost to the point where I, I really, I think I'm going to give up, well, I'm going to have to give up standard shifts now, but I think if, uh, I think I drive an automatic, I really do. Oh, my God. <laughs> I really do. That's, that's, over. Th- that's what over. 15 years in diesel performance does to oh, you. You man. say, you know what, just give me the tune only, I'm going to drive it. Oh, my wife's, my wife's truck, the, the other one I bought, the silver one, is a Lariat with leather seats. Heated seats, Chris. You heard it, and it's automatic. And I, That's rare. I, 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 I literally, I drive that truck more than I drive my red one or my Maxxis more. I mean, I, I do. I just so nice to get in and not have to listen to a dual disc clutch rattle. And oh yeah. Have to look at EGT gauges and all the bullshit. You know. Yeah. That's what it is. It, it is, you know, because I, I drove stick for a long time as well. Uh, the seven three was stick. I drove yeah. that forever. Um, and, like, when you're in it and you're driving it, you're like, this isn't bad. Of course I could do this. People are so lazy. Yeah. Like, what a bunch of little bitches. And then you drive an automatic, yeah. and you're like, oh, shit. But now I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put weight on the spot here. So I think of, like, when I had my L1 that had a five-speed, and I really, really, really love that truck. And I look back now, and granted, I have an automatic, and I, I like the newer amenities, but I really miss the old truck, and I do miss shifting gears from time to time. And it's like you kind of have to go backwards yeah. and get that fixed every so often. You need, yeah, but luckily we all work in diesel performance, and what we need is customer trucks. Like I need to yeah, take a customer yeah. on a test drive, get yeah. that out of my system honest, for a day, yeah, and yeah. then get back into my shit yeah, and drive. Still home. nothing like your own stuff though. So I know, even the uh, Wade's yeah. point where you know he's taking his wife's truck, or you know he can you know do what he yeah. needs to do, he still finds himself getting into his LB7 or into his Cummins, yeah. where he can bang gears. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just it, it's home. Yeah. <laughs> Well, these- I, honestly, to kind of to kind of summarize my driving, like if I've got to haul a load of cattle two or three counties away, and I know I'm going to have interstate time, I'm hooking the gooseneck to my Chevrolet. Um, you know, and that and that Paul that has to do with ride quality, you know, power, you know, it, it, it just a nice truck to drive when you're hauling, as long as you're not out, you know, twisting frames or shit like that. Right, comfortable, powerful, good truck. If I'm on the farm and I'm grabbing three wagons in series, and I know I'm going to be beating up across the creek, and I'm going to have to pull a lot of weight, and I need good low end power, I'm going to grab my red truck. If I really just don't want to fuck with gears, I'm getting in Ellie's truck and driving it to, you know, if I just got to go haul a tractor somewhere real quick. So, you know, but one thing about a standard shift, and I know Paul, you'll probably agree to this too. The one thing about a standard that is very nice is. When you want a standard, you've got it. Like if you if you want to be able to grab fourth gear to slow you down, and and mm-hmm. and you have that, or in snow when you can you know when you can command what gear you yeah. want to be in to get you there, 
that's you know that that's a nice thing about a standard shift too absolutely absolutely yeah yeah they definitely are more versatile if you're just looking at how it's going to be on the road and things like that i i I could see that i get it I'm a lazy suburbanite, so I <laughs> stick to my commuter style. No, yeah, you're definitely lazy, but I get for it. Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wade, uh, I, I'm really excited to see some events going on this year. Uh, I know I just caught a post. I see that Thoroughbred Diesel Throwdown is scheduled for June 18th and 19th. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what that event is all about? I'm going to geek out on this just a little bit. Sure. Um, so. Uh, our event, uh, and, and I think Chris can uh, kind of back this up. When we started bringing in out, when we got our event outside of Thoroughbred Diesel and we took it out, we went to um, Clay City and we did a drag race, tried to pull off a truck pull that first year. That was, what, three, four years ago, Chris? Yep. Um, wasn't the best venue, uh, but I think everybody said the same thing. We kind of had the makings for a, for a big event, uh, trying to take place of that TS event in the early spring. Um, that we were kind of missing out on, uh, you know, in this region. Um, our event is moved to a uh, the oldest harness racing track in the south. It's called Red Mile in Lexington, Paul. I'm going to give you a date here. I want to make sure I tell you it's uh, June 18th and 19th. And what we've done is we've partnered up with our local uh, pulling organization, which is, which is Battle of the Bluegrass, everybody knows. Um, so Bob sanctions our pool and puts our pool on. Uh, so we have vendor row, of course, at Red Mile. Uh, and it's and it's side-by-side truck pulling, just like what you would get at Shides. We try to run two sleds um, on red clay dirt, and it is, it is awesome. I mean, it's awesome. And I'm, I'm not just saying that because this is my home and this is a thoroughbred event. I, I feel like it is a badass twist on truck pulling that has – just um, you know, quintessential Kentucky road all over it. If we could shove <laughs> truck pulling into horse racing and beer drinking and and good Southern hospitality, that's what you've got in our event. I love that so much. That's and, and <laughs> it is so true. It is a very Kentucky event. Sorry, man. <laughs> no, no, no. That's good. That's the perfect way yeah, to put it. Yeah. I don't think I could summarize it any better. Um, how many classes do, do can guys look forward to for sled pulling? What what's going to be out there? I think Bob is trying to ramp up the classes on that. I don't know what they've got on in store for this year. And, and you guys know this about truck pullers. They've had a year off this year. They're going or last year. They're going to, they're going to shoot the moon on it. Uh, I know that we're usually working in the same classes, work stock two, five, um, whatever's left of the three Oh class now. Yeah. Um, and then the big boys will pull as well. Uh, we had semis. Uh, the semis pulling were awesome, and then of course, uh, you know, two or three tractor classes too. Nice. That's going to be a blast, guys. You definitely don't want to miss out that. Uh, so going on in Kentucky, uh, I know I used to travel down for the Thoroughbred event at Thoroughbred, uh, so I haven't got to see it since you guys have moved out. I know I'm excited for it. It's going to be huge. And like yeah. you said, man, with everybody who's had a year off, everybody and their brother has some parts on their truck now. Yeah. They're yeah. all looking to get yeah. out. I think this is going to be this is going to be huge. Um, yeah, Wade. Uh, before we wrap up the show, I always like to ask somebody like you who has so much so much experience around diesel performance. What do you think is a good piece of advice for the guys who are just getting started upgrading their truck? Oh, um, you know, 
find what you like about the truck that you have, whether it's whether you buy a fully bombed truck or a bone stock right off the lot truck. Find find what you like about the truck and the drivability of that truck and expand on that. Um, I know that that's, that's kind of a uh, that's kind of an, an open ended answer, but um, really to make yourself an enthusiast, you have to play. You know what? I'm back up just a little bit. Just because you buy a diesel truck doesn't mean you have to be a diesel enthusiast. Right. But it'd be a whole lot cooler if you would be. You know. <laughs> so <laughs> find what you like about the truck and expand on that. You know, if you like throttle sensitivity, um, you know, figure out what you've got to do as far as programming to expand on that and and to take that to the next level. And then let, let, let that leads you into um, turbo upgrades and so on. Um, that would probably be my biggest. Uh, that would probably be my biggest uh, uh, advice to someone jumping out there because, you know, it's kind of like your earlier um, point, Paul, I think when we were talking off the air a little bit, there's so much going on in these trucks and and we're limited every day with what more performance we're going to be able to do to them in stock form. Um, So you just kind of got to find that thing that makes you happy to drive the truck you own. I like it. I think that's a really good piece of advice. You know, I think a lot of guys, they look at a truck, they read some forums, they watch some videos, and they start saying things yeah. like, I want a turbo, I want a set of injectors. But, but your advice why. is to go the other way. Go, no, 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 no. Don't start with a list of parts you want. Start with a, a yeah. feature you want about the truck or a feature you like about the truck, and then we can help kind of yeah. get you to the right parts to get that result out. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh. If we brought you, if you if you came to to owning a diesel because you want a better fuel economy, buy one and then try to keep improving on the fuel economy. You know, just do yeah. you know, shoot the moon, do lock in, lock out hubs, everything you can to you know, <laughs> cut the parasitic down the truck, whatever it is. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Cool, man. Anybody you would like to give a shout out to today? Hey, man, I just want to thank you guys for having me on. I always enjoy coming in here and, and talking to you guys. Real laid back and. and uh, Dog's a good, a good uh, arena for me to just talk in circles, which is what I do best. <laughs> you and I both, Wade. You and I both. <laughs> uh, I love it. Well, wait. Hey, everybody listening, come see us at Throwdown. June, yeah, absolutely. June 18th and 19th. Love to have you. Uh, Lexington is a good time. It's a good time of year to be in Lexington, and we will have a good time, promise you. Absolutely. I'm excited for it. Well, Wade, thank you so much for joining us. Listeners, stick around. Coming up next, we have Jeremy Garnett, our super tech, with another awesome pro tip in the shop. Jeremy Garnett, how the hell are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Man, I love this super tech segment. This is... This is my chance, guys, as listeners, uh, if you've been a longtime listener, you've probably heard me reference how little I do with actual mechanicking. <laughs> Not my thing. Yeah, um, talking to you sometimes is... <laughs> it, it's sometimes brutal. Is that how, is that how we're finishing? Yeah. yeah, sometimes I do really realize you've never used a wrench. Um no, no, listen, hey, it, it, it's not my thing, but it is one of those things that I love learning more about. I love being around it. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think this is one of those, two that I'm, I'm getting feedback from our listeners about, hey, some of these pro tips are, like, super helpful, um, you know, and <laughs> things that, that you wouldn't really think of if you were getting your fresh start into working on your truck for the first time. So I'm excited, man. Hit me. What's our truck today? Uh, another 06 LBZ. Man, all right, yeah. all right. I think these things are getting to the age now. Like there, there was a push a few years back. I think it's still going on, where LBZs are considered this like 
this diamond, right? Like they're just they're they're the most amazing Duramax ever, and and for all these different reasons, and, and they are. I love an LBZ, right? <laughs> but they are starting to hit the age where it's like, man, a good one's fourteen years old. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Just, it, it, they're starting to get up there, so we're starting to see them more in the shop. Uh, what were you dealing with on this 06 LBZ? Uh, this one had uh, turbo issues, so the veins wouldn't sweep in the turbo. Okay. What was the customer complaint? How did they describe it? Um, they were describing it as um, whistling. It was stuck high, like they heard a air noise. Okay. Um, and the truck was just driving like crap. Oh, man. You know, that's one of those, if I were to hear that on the phone, I would immediately think exhaust leak. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's because you're like, oh, you're hearing air noise. There's probably like a cracked up pipe. Um, You're you're getting bad fuel mileage. It's not spooling up fast. You're like, oh, this is, is it smoky? Right. And (laughs) and then also in this case, it's like, you know, he didn't say anything about check engine light because it's Checking, he was like, "Oh, the check engine light's been on forever." You know, oh uh, yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. You know, it does have codes. You know, for the turbo. Let's but see. It also magic, has- magic thought here. Definitely has glow plug codes yeah, on for years, so he's never known any other check engine light the truck has had. Exactly. Been there. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, hey, I, something's bad because my check engine light's on. Right. So right. I don't want you to see the dash in my BMW. Oh wait, you have, yes. and it's had a check engine light <laughs> on since I owned it. I get it. I get it. I'm that guy too, man. Yeah. I'm that guy too. <laughs> But yeah, in this case here, um, I know we went through the segment a couple weeks ago, um, but pretty much the same thing where, you know, we had to go through the basis, check the solenoid, check the powers, you know, check, you know, make sure it's actually stuck. Yeah. Um, in this case, the guy actually decided he wanted to try to do the turbo himself a little bit. What does a little <laughs> bit mean? It, that sounds like something I say as I drop the truck off. I worked on it a little bit, so it's towed here, and here's a box of bolts. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we um, he tried taking it off himself, um, and now we had to replace it with a new one. And yeah. So we actually didn't fully get to test it because we didn't know exactly what was wrong. Oh, so we had to tough. actually, yeah. So it, like, we just had to go ahead and wing it and put a new one on it and hey all is good so yeah hey and and you know what listen guys like it's it's great for you go out and try i I mean listen like here's the thing you're gonna come and drop it off and and you're gonna pay whatever the job pays right like like whatever the cost that's what the cost is doesn't matter what shop you go to you you know they're gonna have their rate and the hours and the cost it's gonna be pretty similar different little bit differences um if you're gonna do it at home and you only get halfway through the job you're probably not going to get a discount on the labor. They're going to treat it just like they would if that truck came in. Now, if you cause a bunch of other problems, that may add right. to the catastrophe. <laughs> but but I, I think it's worth giving it a shot. If you feel like you could do it, give it a shot. If you get to that point that you're like, I'm stuck, hey, it costs you the tow truck, whatever. Right. Get it towed in. Get it done. And, and move on with your life. You, you know, get the truck back and run it. Yeah, exactly. That's some people's money maker. <laughs> That's it, right? <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um, okay. What were the, some of the challenges on this one? Um, challenges on this one, uh, actually, rust. Just oh, just rust. Real. I mean, it's, you know, trucks, like you were talking about earlier, it's already 14 years old. It's yeah. just rust and bolts breaking in the turbo and now in the manifolds. It's like, okay, they break in the turbo. I don't care at this point. It's when they break in the manifolds now. Oh, 
crap. Now yeah. we got to replace the manifold, and that's when it gets. That's when it, 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 it's a it's a tough situation yeah. to be in for everybody, right? Because yes. like, wh- what did you want me to do? Turn put less pressure on the bolt because it clearly right. broke because it's not coming out. Exactly. There's not like this isn't like like oh you twisted it wrong. Yeah, you want me to use that torch next to your fuel line? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Cool, man. Well, what's the pro tip? Um, this one actually goes kind of hand in hand with broken bolts, like. You say it's going easy, and then you're one broken bolt away from it turning into a 10-hour job. You know, <laughs> just be careful. Try to take your time, and just sometimes using hand tools instead of air tools yeah. is makes the job a little bit more easier. There you go. Good stuff, man. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us. All right. Have a good day, guys. And, uh, guys, make sure you stick around. We, uh, of course, have our knowledge base segment coming up at you next. All right, guys, uh, here we are bringing back the master of customer service, Sean Lynn. Sean, how the hell are you? Good. How about you, Paul? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Sean, we've been working on this knowledge-based segment of the show, uh, which is really just we we want to get into more troubleshooting and how-tos and like practical, usable knowledge for diesel owners. Uh, and you've been great at helping us out with that. But I don't know if I necessarily set you up with riveting content just reading off the knowledge base article. So uh, last week we tried out with uh, Chris doing some troubleshooting for me. And I really, the whole time I heard Chris troubleshooting, I'm like, Chris, this is all correct, but we need a specialist. Like that's what this show is, is, is we bring on specialists and experts to talk about their field. And Sean, you are an expert in calibrated power Duramax tuner customer service. Yeah, we uh, see a little bit of everything here and um, learning more every single day. There you go, man. Uh, today, guys, I am going to be a a. I'm going to pretend to be a customer here, uh, and I'm going to give Sean a couple of uh, questions that I think you get on a regular basis, right? Hmm. Okay. Perfect. So let's start off. Uh, Sean, I own a 2017 Cummins. It is a 3500 HD dual rear wheel. I have the Laramie package, so it's really nice. Uh, I got about 40,000 miles on it. I just bought my Easy Link tunes a week ago. I got the auto agent today. What do I do next? Um, the first thing you're going to do is uh, get it plugged into your truck, get the app downloaded on your phone, and Basically, all you have to do is link up the vehicle. When you sign in, create an account. It'll ask you if you want to link the vehicle. It'll give you a whole list of tunes, three different folders, all have the same power levels. We just change up the trans tuning a bit between the three folders. And that's typically the most common question we get is when someone gets the phone in their hand and they say, okay, I have three different folders. I got a bunch of tunes. What do I choose? Which one do I go with? What are the folders called? What 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 is this? We have a folder called uh, standard shift schedule, uh, mild TCM tuning, and then elevated shifts. Okay, so the standard shift schedule does that still have trans tuning in it? It does. Okay, okay. And what kind of things do you know are changed in that in the trans tunes in that file compared? Because the other one, the other folders still have trans tuning too, right? Mm-hmm. What's different? So between the three of them, uh, mild trans tuning is the basically smallest change in shifting and such. Um, It only changes line pressure. So if you like the way the truck drives stock and you just want to keep it that way, little bump in line pressure, 
um, that's going to be the one you're going to want to go with. I like that. Now, a, one of the benefits of having a small bump in line pressure is increased clutch holding capacity. So my clutches aren't going to be stronger, but if I put more pressure on them, they're going to hold longer, right? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and then what is the third option? So the other option would be um, elevated shift points. And typically we recommend this if customers are lar uh, running large tires or they just want the truck to stay in the gear a bit longer. They don't want it to lug as much. They want a more, bit more throttle response out of it. You know, and, and I really like this tune personally. Now, I've said many times on the show, guys, I have a habit of driving really aggressively from zero to 60 and then like an old grandma after that. Um, but that zero to 60 is really important to me. And I know when we first started messing around with this fourth and fifth gen Cummins, these 68s were notorious for short shifting. So in other words, I would go jump in the truck, put an engine tune on it, slam the smash that throttle pedal at the stop sign. And then I would click off one, two, three, four shifts by the time I was at 40 miles an hour. And that means that I'm not using all of the torque my truck is capable of producing. It's one of the huge benefits of a 6.7 Cummins is it has this really wide torque band. Uh, so elevating those shifts, that gives customers or, or end users the ability to kind of stretch out that gear and use the power in that gear for, for a little bit longer before jumping to the next one. Do you know of any of the drawbacks? Who would we recommend probably wouldn't run an elevated shift option? I would say that if you have stock tires and you just are looking for maximum efficiency out of it, then elevated shifts is probably not for you. But if you got larger tires or you drive it more like a hot rod than an actual truck, that's where elevated shifts would come in. That's awesome. Hey, Sean, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with our listeners. Uh, guys, stick around. Uh, Chris and I are going to wrap up the show here. Replace the old leaking radiator in your truck with a direct fit replacement from the XDP Extra Cool Radiator line. XDP's Extra Cool Radiators are made using the same techniques used in the HD truck industry to give you durability, strength, and performance. Each Extra Cool Radiator is built around a high efficiency core with heavy duty tubes. It's also internally reinforced for strength and features more fins per inch for maximum cooling. The end tanks on each radiator have been upgraded to a fiber reinforced plastic construction for added strength and durability. To put it all together, a heavy gauge steel crimp strip is used to join the tank and the core. This eliminates the separation that's common in OE radiators. To find out more about the XDP Extra Cool Radiators, check out xdp.com or find a local dealer near you. Worley Custom Fabrication is known for their world-class powder coating, S300, S400, traction bars, and all sorts of other just really, really cool parts for your Duramax, Cummins, and I think even a few Power Stroke parts here and there. Today, we're going to be talking about the 2020 GMC 2500 and 3500 Fender Flare Billet Marker Light Delete Kit. Uh, so. The, these brand new L5Ps have the marker lights and a lot of guys don't like them. Just flat out, just a lot of guys are not into that look. What they would prefer to have is a color matched billet piece right there to delete that light kit and have it just look a little bit cleaner on the truck, a little bit less flashy. So it's kind of a really cool understated exterior piece. Um, and I think it's one of those that it's pretty easy to scan over 
But once you see it, you're like, oh, I get it and I love it. Uh, so these will help you clean up the look of your 2020 GMC Sierra or Denali HD truck by replacing the amber fender flare marker lights with these CAD designed CNC machined billet aluminum marker light delete plates from WC Fab. Available with machine WC Fab logo or without in raw aluminum or of course but what you're all going to choose paint matching of fine texture or fine texture black powder coat to blend into the OEM black plastic fender flare trim. It installs very, very easily. It's a couple of simple hand tools, comes with everything that you guys are gonna need to install it. Uh, if you are thinking about it, or if you have one and you'd like to clean up the look a little bit, no problem at all. Jump over to wcfab.com and you'll be able to find that part right away. The other sponsor I wanted to talk about today is Exergy Performance. With their background in OE development and manufacturing, Exergy Performance brings a unique perspective to the high performance world. They know what features and specifications need to be to ensure proper function. They know how to produce them and they know how to verify that they're correct. The verification process and the equipment that they use is very untypical of a standard diesel repair shop. It, it actually allows them to look at many more system performance characteristics beyond just the average fuel output, which is how most shops will just test it. Uh, what they test is actually from idle to full power using factory calibration points and a few points of their own uh, that they've added for the high performance market. They can fully map a set of injectors uh, and have done so for I don't know, a, a countless number of, of people out there. Uh, the guys who are running at the very top of the industry are running Exergy. The guys who are running their normal street truck are running Exergy. Every one of our employees who has a modified set of injectors is running Exergy. There's a reason that we use them time and time again. If you guys are looking for more, uh, you can check out Exergy's website, uh, but you're probably best off giving a call over to DuramaxTuner.com um, giving a call over to WC Fab, giving a call over to uh, any of their distributors who are out there. Also, if you need technical assistance and you've bought from a distributor, uh, I believe you could still reach out to Exergy if you need to. Chris, this has been a really fun show for us today. Yeah. I, like I said prior, I always enjoy having Wade on. It's always good to get a different perspective. Um, it, Kentucky's like a different world, man. <laughs> you know, um, whenever I go down there, you know, Wade's really big into the second gens and the older LB7 trucks, and those trucks look new still. Like, yeah. everything is different when you travel eight hours south from where we're at here in northern <laughs> Illinois. Um, so, like I said, it's always good to get a different take and a different perspective. And, you know, we've done so many reviews over the last year on some of the newer trucks and we have like our own biased opinion right so it's good to get a second opinion and have that kind of be in line with what we would think yeah so. absolutely absolutely uh yeah really interesting stuff jeremy garnett crushing it as always you guys know you can go follow him on instagram and hey uh i really want to say give a big shout out to our guys in customer service uh for continuing to help us out with that new knowledge base segment yeah for today this has been paul wilson and chris hemke thanks for listening